brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Welcome to the Danny Klinkscale Reasonably Irreverent Podcast. Insightful and witty commentary, probing interviews, and detours from the beaten path. Welcome to Arts and Lifestyle Wednesday presented by Cinematic Visions and another edition of Reconcilable Differences with Danny and Jane. We're kind of back in a regular rhythm here. We'll see how life takes us and whether we'll be able to continue this process uh, on a regular basis. We've had our ups and downs as far as that is concerned. Life happens, things happen, but uh, we are here and this time around we are again going to mainly discuss uh, a film that we went to see the other day, which is called Licorice Pizza, directed by the acclaimed director Paul Thomas Anderson, and we'll get into his career as well in a little bit, but uh, certainly we are enjoying getting back to the cinema. We are enjoying our entertainments. We'll talk a little bit about some things we're doing in the short term. We'll talk about the rather fascinating backstory of this film and all of the uh, sidebars to it, and then get our thoughts on what is a very interesting coming-of-age piece by a director who doesn't work very often, but when he does, he makes very, very outstanding films and is probably considered one of the top auteurs, most people say, in the cinema right now in Paul Thomas Anderson, and there's a funny little side story about him as well. That's all part of our Arts and Lifestyle Wednesday and Reconcilable Differences with Danny and Jane. It comes your way next, and one other thing that will be happening as we are broadcasting is our little dog Quinny may make a visit as she wanders around, so uh, if you hear a little chirp or a bark, that's her. We've got the real demon locked away in Charlie. He's not going to bother us, but uh, Quinny's uh, nice and passive, so uh, we'll see how she behaves during the course of this epic event, which comes your way next. More of Danny's Reasonably Irreverent podcast after this. Cinematic Visions has been an affordable solution for professional media production in Kansas City since 2003, offering award-winning video production and creation, as well as a wide array of digital and social media management services. From planning, scripting, filming, editing, and post-production to delivering your product to a watching world, Cinematic Visions will provide professional and affordable services for you and your business with the necessary return on investment to make it all worthwhile. Cinematic Vision's goal is to unlock the power of storytelling through video and a strong online presence for your company. Beyond the numbers, they want to inspire and evoke your clients to feel and act. Let my friends at Cinematic Visions embed your brand where it belongs, in your customers' minds. You can find them online at cinematicvisions.com or with a quick phone call at 816-600-6300. Hey everybody, Joe Spiker, owner of Easton Roofing here. For almost 10 years, we've been a locally owned and operated family business. At Easton, we work on every job with one thing in mind, integrity matters. I grew up in central Kansas, was raised on the values of respecting hard work. We run our company every day on that value set. At Easton, we always make decisions based on the ethical, right thing for the customer. That's what integrity means to us. So if you have any questions about your roof, give me and my team a call, 913-257-5426, Easton Roofing. Integrity matters. 
Time to spend a few minutes with my good friend Jeff Dillon from Dillon's Heating and Cooling. And Jeff, what differentiates your company from others in the industry? Plain and simple, we're honest. We have integrity and we're going to do things right the first time. There's way too many companies out there that lie, cheat, hide things from the homeowner or customer. And we're not about that. It's kind of funny sometimes. I actually am so honest with some people. It kind of surprises them. But sometimes it's good for business. Sometimes it's bad for business. But ultimately, it's the kind of business that I want to run is an honest one. And that family way of treating things is part of your slogan. And it's also part of one of your great features that you offer to customers. Our slogan is like family. Our most popular maintenance plan is called the family plan. It's very similar to a lot of ones out there. The little tweak that we do to ours, 1% off for every two years, they have a continued maintenance plan with us. If they have a maintenance plan for 10 years and we give them 5% off, no questions asked. You can find out more about Dylan's Heating and Cooling and all their great range of services at Dylan'sHeatingandCooling.com. That's Dylan's with an S. The phone number, 913-214-1343. If you'd like to join these and other great sponsors and market your business to a growing and engaged audience, contact us at danny at dannyclinkscale.com. Look forward to hearing from you. Back with Danny and Jane and Darling, how are you today? Uh, you have a lovely smile on your face, and uh, I know you didn't have the greatest night's sleep, so you're powering through here this morning before, I know, a much-anticipated nap. Oh my God, yes. Part of it was watching a great movie last night that I hadn't seen in a while and just decided to, you know, reinvestigate. Couldn't go to sleep. So you watched Sideways, the 2004 movie, uh, which basically was sort of, I think, the breakout basically for Paul Giamatti and uh, what's his name? Thomas Hayden Church? Is that yes. That is oh, name? yes. If you've never watched it, it's a really outstanding movie from 2004. Uh, the two uh, pro uh, protagonists are heading to wine country and all kinds of various calamities ensue between the two. Uh, really, really a funny movie. And I was upstairs watching some basketball and doing the dishes and things and heard many a bellowing howl from downstairs as you watched that film, which really kind of moves from being really, really hilariously funny to also having a kind of a darker side to it. Too. Oh, totally, totally. That's what I think makes it so interesting is it's got a sort of a monotone, but then these tremendous highs, funny highs and tremendous lows. It's a fascinating feeling. The last time we convened for a edition of Reconcilable Differences with Danny and Jane, we were in a hotel room in Mattoon, Illinois, on our way to Cincinnati and the home of our great friends, Tom and Evans, and we had a fantastic visit, a wonderful New Year's Eve celebration. Actually, the whole thing was a one celebration after another, fine food, good company, met a young couple who we hadn't met before and became fast friends, all the things that kind of make life worth living, kind of. Oh, it was <laughs> so great. It, it was a wonderful uh, trip, and Boy, did we eat, huh? Oh, my God. Evans is the best chef. Nothing like, you know, sitting around doing nothing and letting someone else cook for you for days on end. Right, and he loves doing it, so you don't feel in any way guilty. It's a, a passion of his, and uh, he really, really enjoys being uh, the host of the party, to say the least. And Not to mention the 15 Christmas trees. <laughs> right. All kinds of really uh, wonderful things, and we had our own quite large space in this lovely home. So uh, that was a great visit. And we talked about West Side Story that time. I think we're going to be on more common ground as far as our movie review this time around. And this time around, we are going to talk about uh, the film Licorice Pizza, uh, directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. As I mentioned, he is a filmmaker who basically burst on the scene in his late 20s in the late 90s. And his first, very first movie was called Hard Eight. But uh, after that, he's made 
many acclaimed movies like Boogie Nights and There Will Be Blood, which won an Academy Award. He's been nominated for eight Academy Awards. He is the only person as of right now to win all three director prizes from the three major international film festivals, uh, Cannes, Berlin, and Venice. He's done all three of those in his career. And he is at it again, this time with a movie that's much lighter fare than he ordinarily explores, but it isn't completely light fare. It's a coming-of-age film set in the late 70s, and we'll get into the teeth of what we think of as far as a review is concerned in the second segment. But this movie has remarkably interesting backstory. It's basically is a true story, sort of. Uh, the main character, uh, the male main character, who is played by Cooper Hoffman, the son of uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, who obviously tragically passed away a few years ago, we were in actually in New York City when that occurred. And yes. I don't think we really, just as a sidebar, I don't think we really understood the impact that uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman had on the entertainment world as much as we would have done by being in New York, where it was really as if somebody who was to me, much more famous than Philip Seymour Hoffman had passed. It was it was well, really amazing was, to be in New York. He was both a stage and film right. actor, and so anyone who lives and breathes the stage in New York maybe knows him better and more personally. Phenomenal talent gone too soon. But as uh, you go down the list of people who are in this movie it and their characters, it creates sort of a narrative that explains a lot about the, the movie itself and the story. Uh, the two main actors are Alana Heim, who has been known up to this time as a rock musician. This is her film debut. And Cooper Hoffman is making his feature film debut. He has really sort of lived in the circle of Paul Thomas Anderson and has done a lot of little things for him, but this is his first real acting role on film. And so those are the two uh, main characters, but uh, there are a variety of other characters and Cooper Hoffman's character, who was 15 in the movie, actually is based on a film producer and former child actor, Gary Getzman, who is a good friend of Paul Thomas Anderson and Tom Hanks and many other people. I've never heard of the person until this time, but he was a child actor and eventually became a film producer. So uh, that character is based on him. Sean Penn plays Jack Holden. He's an actor who's based on William Holden. Tom Waits, the musician who basically doesn't play much music anymore and mostly acts, uh, plays Rex Blau, a wildly flamboyant film director who's based on the director Mark Robson, which I also didn't know until I read this. Bradley Cooper actually does play a person who is a real person but is not based on anybody else. It's just him, John Peters. He actually, uh, the film director, got the permission of John Peters to portray him as long as he used his favorite pickup line in the movie. <laughs> so he does play John Peters, who once was married to Barbara Streisand. If you remember back to the 70s, he was a kind of a famous playboy type of person, and he certainly plays that character here. Uh, there's a politician in here. Uh, there's a wildly... Uh, completely inappropriate uh, restaurateur who was based on an actual person as well. The agent for uh, Gary Valentine, who is Cooper Hoffman's character, is Mary Grady. She was a Hollywood child talent agent and the mother of actors Don Grady and Lanny O'Grady. Don Grady, 
as in my three sons. <laughs> so, I mean, there's all these connections that are really remarkable. And you went into this movie as well, having read probably more about the movie than you ordinarily do. You try very much to remove yourself from reviews and things like that. But for this movie, you, you kind well, of dug I just, into it a little bit. I just read a little bit about the players, not the actual uh, storyline, because that just ruins it for me if I already know the story and I want to be able to walk in and not have any anticipation whatsoever. Um, did you mention the woman who was used to be in uh, uh, Frasier? Oh, yes. Harriet Sansom Harris, who you might know as Frasier's agent in the old television show, which we still watch occasionally, plays Valentine's agent. And she's uh, a Hollywood child talent agent, and she's the mother of actors Don Grady and Lanny O'Grady. And that from the way back machine there, Don Grady was in My Three Sons, among other things. And so uh, <laughs> there's just all kinds of connections here. And before we take our first break and talk about our actual review of the film, give you our film experience, which was at the Ward Parkway AMC. If you've never gone to the movies there, be forewarned that if you're going to a movie in the late afternoon, the mall will close on a Sunday. You, know, you better park in the right part of it, which is on the east side of uh, the Ward Parkway Center, because we parked on the west side and we had to walk all the way around at the end. We That's because I was shopping. We also uh, were uh, less than... Uh, overwhelmed with our popcorn, which wasn't particularly good, and the soda machine didn't work at all, so we basically had watery Coke, which basically only served just just to wash down the popcorn. So the fact that we actually enjoyed this movie under all these circumstances was pretty remarkable. The seats felt pretty good. <laughs> the seats felt pretty good is a good way to end this first segment, and we'll talk about our review, our thoughts on this really fine film that... Probably I will go under some people's radar. It's not the type of film that's going to be a blockbuster or anything like that, but that's the type of movie we like to go often to. And we'll talk about Licorice Pizza coming up next on Reconcilable Differences with Danny and Jane. More of Danny's Reasonably Irreverent podcast after this. It's time for another timely chat with Dr. Brad Woodle from Advanced Sports and Family Chiropractic and Acupuncture, many locations around Kansas City. We're headed to the fall. It's time for... The youngsters to get active, but the parents are always active too. That's right, Danny. It is fall sports time. So no matter what sport is yours, we know that you want to play it at your best. And our job is to make sure you are feeling great, functioning great, but also performing optimally now and keeping you in the game. And you do that in a variety of ways here. We check out biomechanics, make sure everything is moving through chiropractic and our physiotherapies. And we also do some school physicals. Absolutely. And, of course, you have chiropractic, you have acupuncture, you have a full range of services. As the name of our company is Advanced Sports and Family Chiropractic and Acupuncture, we can take care of about anything that deals with any of those items. Advanced Sports and Family Chiropractic and Acupuncture. Learn more at asfca.com slash Danny. We're here with Matt Llewellyn of the 23rd Street Brewery. And Matt, we're here at the brewery. And what kind of exciting things are going on right now? It's all kinds of exciting things. We always have KU basketball going on. That's always a great time. That'll happen hopefully well into April. And it's always a celebration when KU's playing because we're always, there's always a big party in here when that happens. But you know what? It's, it's great every day. If you don't have time to sit down in the restaurant, call ahead. We'll get you a to-go order really quick. Almost our full menu is back. We're still suffering a little bit through these pandemic times, but everything's great at the brewery, and 
you can come in. We welcome everybody to come in. You can wear a mask or not. It doesn't matter here. And But we just love for people to come out and try all of our great food, our great handcrafted beer. We've got great drinks, too. Very underrated. Our bartenders do great things with drinks these days. Absolutely. The food is fantastic. The portions are well, almost ridiculous, and everything is <laughs> yeah. great right here at the 23rd Street Brewery. It's here in Lawrence at 23rd and Castle. It's time to tell you about a great opportunity to improve your retirement outlook by using the outstanding services of 401k USA. What the experts at 401k USA bring to you is an overlay of your current 401k plan that manages it in a far more proactive and responsive way. Too many retirement plans can be restrictive, but 401k USA brings far more flexibility to your plan to capitalize on opportunities and avoid downturns. It's simple and easy to find out much more about all the details on taking a close look at what the friendly experts at 401k USA can do for you. You can create more retirement wealth and a richer lifestyle by visiting 401kusa.org today or by texting to 816-844-6236, that's 401kusa.org, or text to 816-844-6236 to find out much more. If you'd like to join these and other great sponsors and market your business to a growing and engaged audience, contact us at danny at dannyclinkscale.com. Look forward to hearing from you. We're back with our little couple's visit about just about everything, and in this case, a movie we watched on Sunday or went to on Sunday, which was called Licorice Pizza. Uh, Basically, I love going to the movie theater. As I just mentioned, our movie theater experience could have been a little bit better, but the film itself was quite good. And this film sort of just leaps right in. And In fact, I found it a little bit jarring because right at the outset, immediately, the 15-year-old high school student, played by uh, Cooper Hoffman, is engages rapidly in a conversation with a photographer's assistant, uh, who is 25 years old, 10 years his senior, and, and he's just chatting her up right away. This guy's got all kinds of personality and bravado, and so the movie just starts off running, which is another theme of it. You know, I I kind of really enjoyed that. I thought it was like it it. Uh set up the characters immediately it was like there was no need to like spend 10 minutes figuring out who anyone was and they were such defined characters right away that you were like of course that's my era so I was reminding myself was anyone that thought they were that cool you know and had that much guts you know when they were in high school in the 70s it was right because he's not an attractive young man Uh, he's a little bit overweight uh, but he's completely confident and uh you know he's got got a little bit of acne i mean he looks like a teenager uh i think one of the only other things about the movie that was just slightly off-putting for me is they're 10 years apart in the film but i didn't it didn't feel like that to me she looked younger to me and he looked a little bit older uh but uh, it is made clear that they're one's 15 and one's 25 and that's part of what makes her character interesting is because she's in a a weird portion of her life. She really has no great future at that point. She's a photographer's assistant. She still lives at home. Uh, there's a little bitterness in her. Her sisters don't really think that she's doing much with her life. Uh, I don't think her mother's particularly proud of her. So she's really kind of a person at loss a little bit. Yeah, it's interesting. And then it happens to be that this younger guy, you know, he's quite an entrepreneur and a scrapper, you know, doing everything he can to like build his 
career, um, whatever that may be. I mean, he's he's trying everything to make some money on the side. You don't fully understand exactly, you know, how he's gotten into this, but you just know he is. And she's, you know, can't help but be drawn by this. But he's his bravado, like you said, and his game that he has at such a young age. It was funny when I first saw the trailer to this, I didn't know who son he was. And I, but I kept going, God, that guy's appealing in an oddest sort of way. You just immediately, he's, he let, he's electric on the screen. And then when I found out who his father was, I was like, oh my God, he is his dad. It's very, it's very unusual in a slightly different package. That's Cooper Hoffman. As we mentioned, Alana Haim is the uh, photographer's assistant and they have a relationship that's as friends to start, but they go to dinner. There's always a hint that maybe this oddball potential romance between people who probably shouldn't be getting together is hanging in the air. He is an actor. He is having some success in small things like appearing on the show, uh, the Lucy Doolittle show, which is based <laughs> on uh, Lucille Ball. That's played by Christine Ebersole. Fabulous Broadway and, actress. And so another connection with a person who actually exists, and I guess they figured in all the cases except John Peters where they actually got permission that they just changed the name, so uh, they couldn't get permission for most of these people because they're not alive. Uh, but you mentioned this is your era, and this is kind of my era too, when uh, growing coming of age. I'm a little bit older than you, as we know. But all of the things that relate to the fact that it's 1972 uh, – when the movie is set, are perfect. You know, it's not stylized. It's not like somebody has long hair, but it's a good haircut. He has a bad haircut, just like people did back then. You know, the comb-over type of haircut. They're always fiddling with their hair with a, with a comb. The clothes are right. Uh, the, the, the photography is perfect. You know, that was kind of a messy time a little bit as far as clothes and everything else is concerned. That is portrayed perfectly. Well, and I loved his brother to me was brilliant and he only had moments on the screen, but every time they showed him to me, he was brilliant and all his little friends that were around, I was like, it might as well have been my high school. Did they film this at uh, Hollywood High? It looked like I'm Hollywood not sure. High. It's, it's set in the San Fernando Valley. Oh, so okay, okay. I, I don't think it's Hollywood High, but he—that's where uh, Paul Thomas Anderson grew up. By the way, before I forget, his father, Paul Thomas Anderson's father, is Ernie Anderson, who it was the voice of ABC in the late '70s and early '80s, and you would know his voice instantly. Just Google it, and there's actually some funny outtakes from his time as a voiceover artist. And in a strange, small world story for you there you can actually find it online uh, the pr promotional announcements for my father's newscasts eye opener news the voice talent on them was ernie anderson who and was, what was that station that was wcvb in boston massachusetts so you can probably google that and find that bob Klinkscale with eye opener news it's in it that's ernie anderson that's paul thomas anderson's father and they grew up in the San Fernando Valley when he was uh, doing that work for ABC. So the twists and turns of this movie are very interesting in the relationship between the two. Uh, they obviously, as always happens in these things, have some falling out. There's some, uh, they get into an argument, and eventually he throws her age up at her. Uh, there's all kinds of twists and turns there. Now, the two big stars, and Tom Waits, who's somewhat of a big star, uh, Sean Penn and Bradley Cooper, have cameos and 
I think we both felt that those should have been just little short films unto themselves. I don't know if they propelled the film as much as perhaps end up promoting it. Both of the stories in their own way were kind of comic and interesting and well acted by Bradley Cooper and Sean Penn, I thought. But first of all, they made the movie a little bit too long, I thought. Yeah, that was... secondly, I don't think they... I think they could have been actually taken out of the movie and it would have been every bit as good. Yeah, I would say... I, I thought as much as I actually liked the characters that Sean Penn and Tom Waits created, which I thought were brilliant, I immediately realized it was William Holden. And, and, and where they are, that interesting, I forget what that restaurant is, but it's totally L.A. Mikado. The Mikado. Well, I just, I didn't think they, that whole environment and situation fit. Now, the Bradley Cooper scenes, I could see why they might use those if they kept those scenes in I think it was still been a been okay I don't I don't think it helped the movie to have those characters in I totally agree right but it's not a real negative but I just think it made the film the film is over two hours long it's I think it's two hours and 20 minutes maybe but without those it probably would have been like 140 and I think that may have served the movie well, a little bit better too but but in the end I don't think it, it it's a it changed serious detriment it changed the tone of the movie to me. It's kind of like when I was watching Sideways last night, there was a consistency of tone and feel, even though there were those highs and lows like we were talking about. In this one, there was like that, those leads were carrying it off, even though they're both really, in a sense, newcomers. And so I don't know that there was a fear of we got to put a couple of, you know, you know, Hardline, you know, well, stars. He, yeah, well, he's he, he, the director, Paul Thomas Anderson, again, is known for having sort of a working cast of people, and Philip Seymour Hoffman was one of them. Uh, the Master was uh, one that he was nominated for an Academy Award for. I mean, there's a million little connections here. John C. Riley appears in this oh, movie. Oh, yeah, that was and great. He plays Herman Munster, yes, which so I didn't good. even know. He had it, like one line, didn't it, you know? No, I did oh, yeah, not know. Oh, yeah, I knew immediately. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. I did not know, and he, that, that was at a teen fair. See, they sh- if they would have kept all everybody just to a one-liner thing, right. that would have been, to me, more interesting than, you know, putting full scenes in. And Maya Rudolph is in the movie. She is the wife, the longtime wife, which always says something to me about somebody in Hollywood who's married to the same person for a long time, of the director, Paul Thomas Anderson. And she had a very small part, a cameo as well. But uh, to encapsulate the story, which really isn't, you know, the story itself isn't really the point. He has enough money, the young boy, to from acting to try these various entrepreneurial things like a waterbed business called Soggy Bottom, which was the original working title for this film. Thank goodness they changed it. It's a much better title. The title, by the way, Licorice Pizza, is based on a chain of record stores that were actually in Southern California uh, in the 70s and 80s. Licorice Pizza is a nickname for a album. uh, Vinyl. Mm -hmm. Vinyl. And so that's part of it. So part of it is when they try and and have the... the, uh, the waterbed store, and they go into business with that. Then she goes to work for a political campaign. He overhears the fact that there's going to be uh, that they're going to approve pinball machines again, which for some reason had been outlawed in Los Angeles. And he decides to jump on that insider trading, basically, uh, and uh, start up a pinball store. So all these things play into it, but it is a, in the end, a two-character film about an odd, in the end, romance. Uh, of two people who are not glamorous in any way, shape, or form, but have a connection and are very interesting and well-acted. 
totally, totally worth going to see. I mean, it just fun. Uh, you know, everyone's lived something a little bit like this. So I think you can put yourself in their in their frame of mind, you know, what it's like to to be, you know, attracted to someone that may or may not actually be who you're supposed to be attracted to. <laughs> and then in the end, it's all it's just all wonderful. It is. It was a fine film. He's a tremendous director. It's a little bit of a change, of course, for him. Uh, but every bit fits into his pantheon of fine work, which, as we mentioned, uh, includes Boogie Nights and Punch Drunk Love, The Master, Phantom Thread, which was you know, got oh, award uh, buzz in 2017, and now Licorice Pizza. can highly recommend that you head to the film. Maybe not the Ward Parkway AMC <laughs> theater, but, but somewhere. I've or, had nice, better experiences yes, in have. it. I think everyone's low on staff. On staff, and and uh, just make sure you're you're getting the proper Coca Cola when you get yes. uh, get in there and, and have your film experience. And uh, that's another edition of Reconcilable Differences with Danny and Jane. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. We hope you enjoyed it, and we hope maybe that you uh, sample this film. You will like it. We hope you enjoyed the latest Danny Kling Scale Reasonably Irreverent Podcast. Come back soon for something fresh and new. This podcast was made possible by our great sponsors like Cinematic Visions, an affordable and award-winning solution for professional media production since 2003. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.